Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We want to thank and give blessings to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our God, who is an awesome God, a God that knows everything that you need. He's an on-time God. May not come when you want it, may not come the way you want it, but he's always on time. This is your host, Elder mm -hmm. Anton and Elder Jennifer Seals in her absence, and this is our weekly the Tabernacle of Fire in you podcast and we we're excited uh, overly excited tonight because we we have and i want to share and i want to announce to everybody that, that, that we're grateful this will be our 38th week i think it is in on our podcast uh giving god all the praise honor and glory uh but this is our 30 actually 39th uh podcast uh so we're, we're grateful that god is continuously giving us guests um, and Elder Seals and I are just excited and grateful to all of you. Uh, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just bow our heads right now because we're live. We want to worship and adore you and thank you. Thank you, God, even as we're preparing, oh God, and learning how to use this media, learning how to praise your name through every opportunity that we get, that you be glorified and you be exalted because you're the King of King and the Lord of Lords. So God, we just come to say thank you. Thank you, God, for, for this weekend, oh God, as we're showing on the screen right now, 16 hours, 16 hours of prayer. Lord, we can't thank you enough for what you're doing, seen and unseen, 16 hours of prayer, lifting up the name of Jesus, that you would be glorified and thanking you, Lord, for what you're doing, seen and unseen. We'll begin praise and worship with Elder Jennifer Seals and I, and from that moment on, we will be praising and worshiping God. And then starting at 6 a.m., Elder Jennifer Sills and I, we will begin praying until 7, 6.55. And praise God, just for your information, you look on the screen and you'll see this on Facebook. Prayerfully, they can see this. I don't know because I can't see Facebook right now. Uh, but if you notice, there are 15 different prayer partners, 15 prayer partners. Our theme, our theme, as it says, showed on the flyer, um, and then we have 15 with our, uh, Elder Jennifer Sills and I, plus 15 additional people. And these are the list of those that are going to be on. Uh, we thank God for Deacon Nevels and Pastor Julius and uh, Pastor St. John uh, Chisholm from Gifts of God Life Ministry. Uh, they're going to be on with their ministries. Deacon Nevels is going to be leading at 11 o'clock. So we're excited about what God is doing. This is coming about because three years ago, I heard the Holy Spirit. This is for somebody that may need this. Uh, then when God gives you something, obey. Learn to follow, learn to listen, and learn to obey the leading of what God is calling us to do. Uh, I had no idea at this late stage of my life that I would be standing around, going out, praying, and vacant lots three years ago, and, and people thought I lost my mind, but that's a message to somebody. There's power in the name of Jesus, and if you do what the Lord tells you, it will come to bear, and so this testimony today with this prayer, and even today, uh, I want to share this openly with everybody, uh, that I thank God for the favor that God is giving us, that we're going to be on uh, 92 I'm trying to get there to show you uh, uh, and share this as well on the screen. Uh, but we're going to be live tomorrow morning um, for giving God all the praise, honor, and the glory on 92.1, uh, 1140. That's KRMP. That's out of uh, Oklahoma. And we're going to be live guests tomorrow between 9 uh, they're going to call us between 9 and 9.15, but we may be on at 9.30 or so. Uh, but I just want to thank God for Chris Miller, one of our prayer partners uh, in the men's power line. 
uh, out of Oklahoma that, that prays every week. Uh, Deacon Nevels knows him quite well from prayer. I never met him personally, but God gives favor. And so tomorrow they've asked, uh, allowed us to come on and talk about the 16 hours of prayer that the Lord has given us. Stand still. That's the theme. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For the, the, the Lord said he is directing our paths. And that's the message he gave me, the scripture text he gave me. And so I want to share with you today some of the reasons why standing still and seeing the salvation. Immediately, most of older people, we think about the Red Sea opening. We think about salvation. We think about being saved. But what I want you to understand is what salvation really is, is the power and the miracle working power and the, the breathing word, the living word of God, the spirit of God. The, the paraclete or the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, that's moving in the atmosphere even right now as we're talking. And I'm going to give you some scripture text in just a minute. But then the message tonight is that you cannot get into the place where God is unless you're willing to die daily of your selfishness, of your self-righteousness, of our sin nature, of our just who we are in the flesh. Because of, we were born into this world, but we were born into sin because of Adam and Eve. And so I want to talk to you as I get into this message and thanking God for opportunities to be on tomorrow to encourage people to pray. And this brother, uh, Anthony, I'm sorry, his, his name is Alfred, uh, Jerry Monday, they call him uh, Terry Monday, Terry Monday, uh, Alfred, Terry Monday, Alfred, on the open mic tomorrow uh, morning, and, and to talk about what we're talking about now, the presence and the power of God that's moving in our lives. And we just want to worship God and thank God for what he's doing, seen and unseen with all of us. Oh, God, do it for your glory as you continue, Father, using us to be examples of what you can do when we're obedient to the will of God. And so I want you, if you have your Bibles, I, I want you to, to open up and, and something the Holy Ghost gave me, and I'm going to try to uh, maneuver the screen a little bit so I can pull up some scripture text. I'm going to open up first with um, uh, uh, Exodus 33. Um, and to the seed I give, but I want you to go to 33, Exodus 33, and I want us to start at verse 11. And, and I, want, I want to set the context for this message tonight about the power of God. And, and Pastor John or Deacon, if, if one of you could find that scripture uh, that says that God is standing at our door knocking. Uh, God is standing at the door uh, at your door knocking. God is standing at the door knocking, uh, waiting for us to open our hearts and our minds to come in. Uh, what What is that? Uh, uh, God is standing at the door. And so if one of you could pull it up, this just came in my spirit because it hit me last night and I didn't get a chance to look it up. But I want to share that scripture text in relationship with this particular message today. Uh, God knocking at the door. Uh, That's to remind us, 20, isn't it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. I just pulled it up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, glory. Just gets to you. Yeah, that's, that's good to have good people that know how to open and find it real quick for you. But I want you to go there with me. I want you to go there. Uh, and for just a minute, I want to start with the dead men. Dead men. In other words, we got to die ourselves. 30, 30. Actually, uh, Revelations 3.20, Stan. Oh, Revelation 3.20. Yeah, Revelation. We're going to go there. We're in Exodus um uh, 33 we'll start at verse 7 
and, and Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp. This is because the people that, and I don't, you can go back and read all of this, and, and, but I, I, I want you to know that God had put favor on the children of Israel. God has put favor on your life. And I want you to realize that that, that same co covenant that covers the, the children of Israel, the same covenant that covers uh, the Gentiles, that's us, the people of the seed of Abraham, the word is still a living word and it's moving. And Second Timothy says to study the word to show thyself, so to approve. So they got to get in this word and you got to get in a relationship with God that, that we're in, in a relationship of prayer uh, in the presence of God and we're worshiping and adoring God because he is our Lord and our Savior. And, I, and it's important that, that we all understand what that really means from a spiritual perspective. And I know I'm talking a little fast, but I'm going to slow down in just a minute. But I, I want us to get there because there's so much in this lesson text that I, I want us to get to. And I lost myself in the screen here, and I don't want to lose us. There it is. Uh, but I, I want you to hear this message today and understand that God is saying to us and using us as instruments of his peace. And so when, when we get to this place of, of worshiping God, I want you to, to, to look at that scripture text as I, as I get there, uh, lost it again, um, but in Exodus, in Exodus, in the book of Exodus, he's, he tells us that Moses took the tabernacle and he pitched it outside the camp. The tabernacle is the meeting place, and I'm, I'm being elementary about this because I don't know who all knows that this tent of meeting, if you're in the New Testament, in the King James, or if you're in the New Living Translation, uh, verse 7 will tell you they're calling it to the tent meeting. It, it, but Moses built the tabernacle. But in the process of before he built the tabernacle, they were going through the wilderness. And so he, he, God told him that, that, that he was going to meet with him in a meeting place called the tent of meeting or the tabernacle. And so he put this outside the camp. He puts this camp outside the camp. And, and so he called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was outside the camp. See, you could, you could not go into the holy court or the holies of holies or even come around it unless God has commissioned you to do so. And you were told to bring an offering. But because the children of Israel had become so disobedient, that even though God was giving them the, 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 the passage over the covenant to call you the holy nation. So not only did he choose you, but he placed you. And I want whoever's listening to this, that God chose you from the foundation of time and he set you in a place and he calls us peculiar, but he also calls us priests and he also calls us king. And so I want you to, to understand he also calls you a lamp into the, uh, 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 the candle of the Lord and a, and a lamp into your feet is the light of God. And so it came to pass when Moses went out of the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his door and looked at Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. Verse 9 in Exodus 33 says, and it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the meeting place. This is your meeting place where you're supposed to meet God because it's been rent. And the cloudy pillar descended. This cloudy pillar represents the presence of the spirit of the living God. It, it is the, 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 the spirit of God that's moving in the atmosphere, the Ruach of God, the breath of God, the life of God. And it stood at the door of the meeting place, the tabernacle, and the Lord talked to Moses. <laughs> and I want, I want to take a little sidebar to take you back to where he tell, he says to Moses, well, let me get through this first. And all the people saw the cloud, the cloud, the pillar, stand at the tabernacle door. Now, these folks saw the raw power of God. And the people rose up and worshiped and every man in his tent. 
So notice that word worship. And so we're starting our prayer off this Saturday with worship. We're ending the prayer with worship. And every mm -hmm. man was standing, coming to worship God. And verse 11 says, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaking to, to his friends. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, Joshua did not depart. He stayed in the camp. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm going to skip down to verse, uh, um, well, we'll go through with 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, see, thou saith unto me, bring up this people. Thou hast not let me know whom thou shalt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by thy name. Thou hast also found grace in my sight. This is God talking to Moses. I want you to know in your prayer life, when you get beyond just lay me down to sleep and get beyond asking God for stuff, but really get into a prayer life where your prayer ministry is not just 15 minutes out of an hour and we're talking about biblical studies. God wants our time. He wants our hearts and our minds to be open and he can't do that because the natural mind is the enemy against God. That's why he calls it enmity. Now, verse 13, he says, thou therefore I pray thee that if I have found grace, God, if I found grace, Lord, if you, if, if, if people of God, grace is the very essence, the very presence of, of the image of God, the life of God, the sovereign power of God. It is the omnipotence, omnipresent, omnipotence of who God is in the spirit realm that and he's so powerful and so great and so wonderful that when Genesis 1 and 2, he says that I created light and he called light to come forth and there was no sun nay yet. The light was Jesus Christ. And so now, therefore, I pray that I found grace in thy sight. Show me now thy way. So our prayers need to be following this pattern that says, one, I humble myself, Lord. One, two, Lord, you said you gave me this what to do. Now, God, help me to I empty myself out. Now, Lord, make it known to thee by your grace, by your mercy, by your power. What way should I go, God, that I might find grace in thy sight? Consider this nation, your people. And then he said, my presence shall go with you. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I want you to know that, that God is speaking to Moses and he's speaking to the children and the children are standing around watching this miracle of the presence of God speaking through a cloud. <laughs> that cloud represents the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that that Bible in the word is a word, is a lamp into your feet. It is a light into the enlightenment of the power of glory of God that's in you that you can do all things with him if you dig a little deeper into the treasures of who you are because he calls you peculiar treasures because he's giving you some special gifts. He created you in his image and his likeness to do some great things. That's why I say I've given you dunamis power. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not out. In other words, God, I don't, verse 15, I don't, I don't want to go nowhere, God. I, I, I don't want to do anything without you in your glory and your presence, God. I, I don't, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to depend on nobody but Jesus, but God. See, and you get to understand now, you hear me say Jesus in the Old Testament, it's the foreshadowing of Jesus because Jesus, the triune God, he was there with God. And for when shall it be known here that, that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Let's go down to verse 17 real quick. I don't want to get stuck on this reading the scripture. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing. I will do this thing. And he spoke this and he said, for thou hast found grace in my sight. And then he says, then he says, this is what this really taught me something. 
I, I was teaching Tuesday the class on that there's uh, uh, the God chasers, that God chasers. Then this where this chapter of the dead men, you must die from the presence of God. Uh, dead men see the face of God. In other words, you got to die daily, spiritually. There's a, there's, a, there's a deliverance that has to take place on a regular basis. And so he says, but God, I want to, I, I know you know me, but I, I need to see some things. <laughs> he showed me some things today. <laughs> he showed me in verse 18, said, and he said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. Show me your glory. I want everyone that's listening to my voice to know that every time you wake up in the morning, you should know that you're seeing you in the presence of his glory because it is the grace of God. It is the manifestation of the power of God that brings glory to God. The glory is that he's pleased with everything that he created. You are his creation. So he wants you to give him glory by praising and worshiping him from the time you wake up to the time you go down. Give him praise and thanksgiving. And so Moses was bold enough to teach us something. And all these years, I never saw this. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. This is Jesus. This is God. This is the Holy Spirit. This is God Almighty. This is Yahweh talking. Talking and teaching Moses. And he's teaching us right now. He said, I will make all my goodness. My goodness and my mercy shall follow you all the days. And, 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 and pass before thee. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And we'll be gracious. I'll be thoughtful. I'll be kind to you. I'll be gentle to you. I will be your provider. I am all that you will ever need. And I'll show you my mercy. Mercy that I'm going to bless you, not because you're so good, but because I love you so much that I have taken away your sins and delivered you and given you the gift of salvation and sanctified you and set you apart. Because I knew Jesus was going to come and, and, and be the lamb, uh, the sacrificial lamb, but the grace of God and the mercy of God that you don't get what you deserve. And he said, and he said, thou can't see thy face. So Moses was bold enough in his prayer. See, when you have a relationship with God, you don't fear him like you fear him out of reverence of who he is. But you welcome him and you love him and you adore God and you acknowledge God and you worship him and you call on his name in the time of trouble. You call on his name no matter what's going on because you have such a relationship with God when you step out of yourself. He'll sit you in a quiet place and reveal to you spiritual guidance and leading. He'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. He'll give you wisdom and wisdom to, to, to build some things. And he'll give you a, a, a knowledge and wisdom and understanding. It's all about doing the will of God. So I've established you with the understanding of my word and the power of my might. And I equipped you with everything that you need. And then he says, because of this relationship, show me yourself. And God tell us, and we know the story in, about Jacob wrestling with the, the angel. And, and so you got to wrestle sometime and, and say, God, I'm not going to let go till I get an answer. I'm going to hold on and I'm going to sacrifice. I'm a Pastor Chisholm, thank you for the fast. Under their bush. I fasted all this morning. And, and so just thanking God, just, and, 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 and just thinking, wanting, God, take this prayer to another level. But he says, I, I'm going to show you my glory. I want you all to know, people of God, that was on the line or not on the line, well, whoever gets to hear this whenever, every day you get to see his glory. Because everything that was made, <laughs> Colossians in the book of Colossians said, everything that was made was made, and it was made for his glory. Hallelujah. Everything. <laughs> the chair that we sit in, the love that we sit in, it all comes from his creation. <laughs> and he's given us ingenuity. 
but we have forsaken God the same way the children of Israel. And I'm going to make this relationship for this lesson, if I possibly can, Lord, help me. And he said, I'll make my goodness pass before thee. I'm going to show you my goodness. I'm going to reveal to you my love. I'm going to reveal it in such a way that when I enter your presence in church, when I enter your presence in your prayer closet, your meeting place with me, your tabernacle, know ye not that you are the tabernacle? Stop looking for the building. Stop looking for everybody else. I'm already in you and everything that you need, the grace and the mercy and the love and the power according to the riches of my glory. It's always down inside of you because I created you in my image and my likeness with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he says now that thou canst not see my face, but I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock. And the Lord said, behold, there's a place, there's a place. Again, God brought the children to Israel and uh, out, of, out of Egypt and brought them before Mount Sinai. I think this is Mount Sinai, Mahara. And, and he said, I want you to come and, and before the mountain. And they heard God speaking and the people couldn't come in. They couldn't come. You couldn't touch the mountain. But God called them to hear and to listen. And they got so afraid, they ran away. They said, Moses, you talk to God because we can't handle this. That's the way the world is today. God is speaking to the world. He is saying, I don't want you to touch my mountain. I don't want you to misuse my glory. I've blessed you to be a blessing to other people. I want you to come and worship and adore me. I want to come out of the genie box that you all have put me in. And I want to work. I want you to worship me and let me take over the prayer service. So when I pass by, you'll see the goodness and the mercy. And people will know that I've been here because they will be saved. They will be delivered. Miracles and signs and wonders and deliverance will take place. And the weeping and the wailing will come by the rejoicing for the glory of God has passed over you. Hallelujah. Now there's two Amen. things about the prayer. When Jesus was passing by the temple and they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. The people, the people, the priests, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the people who knew the word of God were in the temple, but they were disturbed by the presence of, of Jesus on the donkey because he didn't think this was God, didn't think it was Jesus. He's not the king. How can this be the king? Look at him. God said, take your eyes off of people. Stop tearing people down. Stop all this racism and all this hatred. Stop all this hatred in your families. And love, let the love of God move. And the Lord said, I'm going to place you in a place. God has you in a place right now. You're on this earth, so you're in his place. You're in his atmosphere. You're in his kingdom. He called you to be kingdom-minded. He called us, so everything that he said, to stand on the solid rock. I told you thou shalt stand upon a rock. That's the same as when Jesus said that he is the rejected stone. You are the living stone. Because to reject the stone was Jesus. You were, you were hewn out of the ground of dirt and, and blew life into you with the breath of God. It's the similar similarities or uh, illustration, the comparison to the standing on the rock or the solid rock of Jesus. But I'm going to hide you in the cliff. I'm going to hide you in Jesus because he's your advocate. <laughs> Glory. He's, he's your advocate because you've got to come to him before you can get to God. Because he said, my father, my father sent me and my father told me that for everyone that's in his hand, he does not want to lose, not nail one of you. But you've chosen to, to decide which way you want to go. And so 22 said, verse 22 said, and it came to pass, <laughs> it came to pass. While my glory passes by, I will put thee in the cliff of the rock. God is covering you under the shadow of the, the, the wings of the eagle. He's hiding you in the tabernacle. 
of the Most High God. That I desire, all I desire is to be in the presence of the Lord, to hide me in the tabernacle of the Lord. Hide me in that secret place with you, God. And there's no secret to it. <laughs> there's really no secret to it. The only people that think it's a secret is people that don't want to accept it, can't believe it. And he says, I, I, I want to, I'm, I will pass, and it shall come to pass that everything that God says in this word, it is manifesting in our lives right now. It's no longer just an anointing. It's the full presence of God, miracles and signs and wonders. And God is wanting to show us more, but he can't get people to come and pray. Hallelujah. There, there, there's a story in the teaching I did. Uh, uh, his name is Edward, uh, Professor Edward. And, 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 and he was Professor Edward Miller. And he was in Argentina. And there were 50 students in his class. And they started praying because in Argentina, there was such violence and such unrest that in this period of time that, that the people were being abused. And 50 people began to wail. And they began to cry out. And, God's, and, and, and the Holy Spirit told him, he said, the Lord told me, Pastor Tenney, that Tenney who wrote the book, The God Chaser, he was told by this brother, Elder Miller, he said, I want you to know, Professor said, that the Lord told me that if I can get my people, if, if you can get people to come together in the spirit of humility, and I thought about Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people who were called by my, and so he's saying that, that during this time, these brothers, these people, these young people were praying so hard that they would, that they puddles of, of tears would, would create puddles of water around their feet and they would be on their knees or on their faces wailing and crying because you have to understand when you're in the presence of God there's some things that are going to happen when the move of the God that we serve is moved away from just an anointing the anointing is the smearing on of the oil that means that you could be born into it and blessed by it it's a gift that you've been born with because all of us have a gift and a measure but the manifestation of his glory is the spirit of God that's moving in you that you don't have to touch nobody for them to be healed you don't have to say nothing, but they're praying and releasing the atmosphere, the power of his glory and his might. And let the wind of God and the power of God and the fire of God, the word of God, purge your sins. And something's going to happen when you're in this prayer mode. Something's going to happen when you bow down and worship God and you surrender and let go and let God and you begin to weep before him because he will show you yourself and you will weep because he shows you some things that you ought to be ashamed of. Or he's showing you what he's brought you out of and you're crying because you're saying, thank you. I'm so grateful. Or he showed you some new things that gave you a new hope to hold on to the hand of God and wait on the Lord. He told you, he gave you a prophetic word and he spoke to you as he passed by every day of your life. The spirit of the living God is always not the according to Romans 10 and 8. The spirit of God, is always with you. But only if you would give yourself as a living sacrifice. <laughs> Romans 12 tells us we have, we have to uh, uh, Give ourselves as a living sacrifice. And I will, I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face you shall never see. And so I want you to know that God is saying, after all that I've done, I'm still showing you my glory in spite of your sins. And so, so as we get into the text of the lesson, where, where we begin to study the word and get into the word of God, and, and I remind you that 2 Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 2 and 1, if you go down to verse 15, he says, uh, if we suffer, we will reign with him. That's verse 12. If we suffer, we will reign with him. So if you suffer, did Jesus suffer? Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. So if Jesus suffered, what makes you think you're not going to suffer? 
Hallelujah. And so this, this presence of the Holy Spirit of the living God that says that, that it, it, to reign with me means that you have to deny yourself. And for if we don't deny, if, he, if we deny him, he will deny us. Verse mm -hmm. 15 says, and this is to remind us, show yourself. He says, study to show thyself approved. Why is God telling us that? Because he wants you to show you that my word is truth and it's righteousness, and I'm going to prove it to you. A workman might need him not to be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of this gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Don't be ashamed that you can worship and praise God. You, you're happy when you get them blessings. <laughs> That's second, uh, I'm in 2 Timothy 15. And then he says, Psalm 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place. But God says, the secret path to his presence. It is. The secret path to his presence is a bloodstained road of repentance. My God. So in, in passing, we, we've been fasting and praying and lifting up the name of Jesus. But God is also saying, repent. Jesus is at hand. He's never left you. He wants to give us a contrite heart and a, and a, and a mind that's made up for him, sold out for Jesus. And then in the, in the studies I've, I've done, it says that the house of Bethlehem. The house of Bethlehem means that the house where the bread was, and the bread represents Jesus. The bread of Bethlehem was Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the bread of life. In the old tabernacle, they had the table of the showbread. That's the bread of life. This <laughs> is the show of the tabernacle, the bread, the bread, the bread is the word of God. It's the spirit. It'll feed you that you won't know more. It, it'll open your mind to new. I call this the, the gospel positioning system, the good news position where God will position you. Uh, uh, we call it GPS in America because it'll take you where you want to go. But this is a better system. This is already planned for you. And then Psalms 32 says, blessed is he, 32, 1 and 2. Blessed is who whose transgressions are forgiven. I've forgiven you when I passed over you. I took the sin. When Jesus died on the cross, you all, I, I, I went back and read this. I don't know how many times I read about the crucifixion. But I never caught this. And I started reading it. And, and I thought when Jesus died, the veil got rent. Actually, the rent, the renting of the veil represents the tearing of, I knew this, the tearing of the flesh of Jesus, the crucifixion, the, the cutting, the bruising, the hammering of the nail. That's the renting of the veil. But the renting of the veil did not take place until right before Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then he said, I rent the veil because I've opened the door for you to come in. It's the same way that the children in Exodus 33, I opened the windows of heaven. I told you to come to my place. I put you in a place to worship and adore me. I gave you a physical building. I've given you a tent which is down on the inside of you. Why don't you spend more time with me? Hmm. Talk to people and they say, well, I don't pray like that. I don't need all that. We need prayer like never before. And churches have to get stronger in their prayer and Bible teaching. And so he goes on and he says, Isaiah 45, and this is the, the World English Bible, it reads a little different. I will give you the treasures of darkness. I stop right there and, and, and go back. That's Isaiah 45, 3 through 7. But I go back to say to you that are listening to this, that he calls you peculiar treasures. 
You're in a dark what? You live in a dark world. Mm. The darkness in the tabernacle, even though they had the menorah, which was the lamp, which represents the light of God, which is Jesus, which is the stem of the lamp, that was, that was beaten into a beautiful menorah with seven candles that represents also the body of Christ, the church, the priests, the angels of the house, the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the birthing of the church. And so the light that he's talking about in this darkness in the old tabernacle, your prayers became uh, the smoke. The smoke in the tabernacle was incense. The incense that was created by specific uh, herbs that had to be grounded and beaten, which represents Jesus being beaten, represents you going through the trials and the tribulations and the abuse and the rejection and the hatred that you've gone through, all because of the color of your skin or the size of your body, whatever it is, that people just hate you the way your boy, I don't like the way he talk. My God, today we got so many issues, so many schisms of God are saying, what is wrong with you people? But he said in the darkness that I set you to be the lamp and to be the light. You got to see yourself in a different way. You can be in a world of darkness that we're in right now. But God said the darkness of this world, people of God, believers, it's not in your church building. You ought to come in the building on fire with the light of God burning in you so much that when you come in, the pastors, all they can do is begin to worship and adore God with you and take us to another level because they've heard the voice of God and they're waiting on that encouragement. That can't keep draining them. He wants to take the power that's in the shepherds of the house and the releasing and the atmosphere. But the stiff-necked people that Moses is talking about is the same people in our churches that, that don't want to come to prayer, don't want to come to Bible class, don't want to do what the Lord tells you to do. And so we're hypocrites and we're faking and baking, pretending. God is saying to the world, I'm tired of that, Anton. Tell my people to return unto me. Stand still. See my salvation, that I saved you, that I delivered you, that I provide for you, that I'm your healer, I'm your doctor, I'm your counselor. I surround you with people in the right time of your life if you would only listen. So these, these, are, these are the things that, that God is, is revealing in his word. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing the what? The word of God. Psalms 119, uh, 105. If you jump over there for just a minute. Psalm 19, 105. Uh, I, I just want to take you there for just a minute. The word, the word is a lamp. Mm. The word, the word, the word is a lamp. <laughs> the word, the word is a lamp. Listen to this. <laughs> this is the light of God. This is the menorah that's in the Old Testament. But now Jesus has died, and he said, I put the lamp down, the oil, and the light is all down in you. There's a river of living water. That's the, that's the oil. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit that's in you. And he goes on, he says, well, what is important about the lamp? Because I want you to understand, it's the lamp is the word of God that enlightens you. He's saying that I, in the darkness of the tabernacle where they were worshiping me, you had to be in some darkness, especially on the day of atonement. A day of atonement means to be at the oneness of God so that the high priest had to obey every step of order to cleanse himself, to consecrate himself, to prepare himself, that God would allow him to come beyond the veil because the veil hadn't been rent. And the only way they could get there was crawl up under it on the side of it to get there where the Ark of the Covenant was. And Jesus rent it down when, he, when it, rent, it rent down from the top. 
But now you don't have to go through no tent. You don't have to, all he wants you to do is get on bending knees and pray. <laughs> all he wants you to do is stand on the, on the bus stop and pray. <laughs> Drive up down the street. If we get thousands of people that would come together and pray. We got 15 different groups coming together. I don't know how many, if you just take each, each pastor, each leader, prayer leader, prayer partner is what I call everybody, prayer partners, and, and take all the different ministry groups that are coming to pray. And on the average, there may be three or four. So if there's four and there's 15, that's 60 people. If there's 16 groups and there are four of us, uh, the men's prayer line, 11 o'clock uh, stand, I think we got seven people. So we're only going to pray five or six minutes. Some people will pray half hour, 40 minutes. Depends on how many people come. The point is, if you can get 15 people to come from different denominations, I don't have a church. The word of God is the church. The word of God is a spirit. And I said to myself, God, what are you doing in my life? And I'm asking all all of you to ask God, God, what do you want to do with me? Wait on the Lord and be a good courage and I'll strengthen your heart and time. Trust me and obey me. Didn't have the money to pay for the fly. Waiting on the fly. Didn't know who was going to make the fly. Couldn't get nobody. And I said, Lord, you said this was your prayer. <laughs> I did a Moses on it. I said, Lord, show me something. <laughs> help me, Jesus. I need a touch. I need a help. Right now, right here, Paul, give me a hoop right here. Glory to God. I, I, I'm just happy because I see what God is doing. And I just hope that somebody gets an enlightenment out of this word because he says in Psalms 119 and 105, when you go back and look at uh, um, Gill commentary or you go to uh, 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 Henry Matthew commentary, and he says several things about the candle of the Lord. That the word is a lamp or a candle to see to work in, to work with, to walk by. So when they, when they think about this, Paul, just a minute. When, but when you went, when the priest went into the tabernacle to, to, to pray and to serve, they put blood on the, on the, especially the high priest, they put blood on their fingers. That means that everything that you touch, God wants to use your hands. Put the blood on your ear that represents, I want you to hear the voice of the shepherd of the living God calling your name. I want you to hear the purity of my word that will give you strength over your natural mind. And because you've been sitting with me, I want to reveal some things with you that your natural mind can't absorb. But I'm going to speak to you in your inner ear, in your inner spirit. The blood symbolizes that you've been purified, that you can hear the voice of God because you've been given and consecrate yourself in prayer. It's not to go get no animal. Don't you dare come in here talking about you and put some blood on my doorstep. Just bring that Bible and say it's a living word. <laughs> it's, it's a living word. That's, that's like don't come and talk. You bring some blood to my house, I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> don't come there because there's something wrong with you. Come here and talk about blood. I'm gonna blood on you. No, that ain't that, 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 that's witchcraft. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. God said, Call on his name. And in the time of trouble, I hide you in the cleft of the rock. I hide you under the shadow of my wing. I hide you in the tabernacle. <laughs> Wherever God is, it's your tabernacle, that's your meeting place. But so he becomes enlightened and he enlightens your eyes because the knowledge of God quickens in your spirit because you've died to yourself and you're willing to hear the voice of the living God. Hmm. Jesus. And it makes working more pleasant. Can you imagine? When you turn your life over to God more and more through Christ Jesus and trust the leading of the Holy Spirit, that those, that three, that, that triune God that manifests himself as one can do that for you and you don't even give him all that he deserves. 
And all he wants is you to come back to him and worship and adore him and study his word so he can open your eyes and take the scabs off of your eyes, open your minds to see beyond your possibilities. And he gives it wit. And then he goes on and gives another point. He says, uh, he gives us the, 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 the light so that we know where to walk. We know how to talk. Your feet won't, your spirit won't let you go in the wrong direction because you've been surrendered. You surrender to God. For there is no secret what God can do. Luke 7, Luke 8 and 17 said, and, and for nothing is secret. <laughs> so there's no secret what God can do. But he says to Tommy Tenney, Pastor Tommy Tenney, saying the secret path to his presence. It's not a secret. It's only a secret to those who can't believe the word and won't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Don't believe in the power of God at all. That, that's, that's, that, that's the enmity. That's, that's where people get caught up. You got a part-time relationship, but you want full-time benefits. I'm so concerned about where my soul is going right now. Is it, Lord, to, to help me make sure I stay on the good foot, <laughs> stay on the good path, stay on the straight and narrow. My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, so these are these are the things that I I, I share with you, and I, I I'm I'm, a, I'm asking God to reveal to you to help you to see the glory cloud of God that's moving all around you and I, because we serve such an awesome, positive, powerful, loving God, and that He does everything in decency and order. For He says, He says, for nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest unto you. Even the sins that you do ain't no secret. You stop lying to yourself. You think don't nobody see you. That's a trick of the enemy. That's his job. That's the devil's job. That's Satan's job. Satan took over the, the realm of, of the heavenly uh, uh, garden of Eden because man fell to the trickery of the devil. And he used a beautiful woman to do it. Women, just women are beautiful. The men, we surrender to the women. That's another lesson. <laughs> because they have certain powers and you have certain powers. But the mankind fell into sin, not because of the woman. Because the man who's not going to church, who don't come to pray, who got problem with women serving in the church, but they need every ministry you got is basically the women. Mm. Well, <laughs> glory, Pastor Gabe Chisholm. <laughs> Praise God for you and Pastor John Chisholm because of the faith of how you serve together unselfishly, humbly denying your own selves for the glory of God. There's somebody in your community, somebody in your church, somebody in your family, people don't even know you're being blessed by the word of God. Stand by the work that you're doing and trying to help people all the time and getting information to ever who's listening to my wife who always pouring out trying to help people. Thank you, Jesus, for standing by my side and crying out to God in the midnight hours. Don't nobody see because he called you the chosen generation. <laughs> Let's go to Peter. Let's go to 1 Peter 2 and 9. 1 Peter 2 and 9. And you did, he called this, remember I did a show. I told you about the living stone. Oh, glory, this get good. 
<laughs> and so he says, he says, the living stone and a chosen people. That's who you are. I brewed life into you and I changed your hearts. You had a stony, evil, mad, bitter heart. And God wants to turn that around. And to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed into, indeed to men, but chosen of God. You've been disallowed. You've been rejected. But Jesus was rejected. He became the cornerstone of our faith. Ye also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house. So when do you spend time building up the spiritual house? Don't, don't go to church and pass to go past 45 minutes an hour preaching. I got to go. Well, are you going to go watch the bears? <laughs> You must, what will you do? Why can't we give God more of ourselves to him? Because the enemy that, that we live with every day in the spirit and that television, that's ideology. That's idolatry. We're worshiping where we spend our time with. Pastor, I heard you when you say, y'all need to turn that TV off. <laughs> I, I heard you. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I did. I was listening. I was on, on that, I was on another one, and then I was on the phone, but I could I heard that. <laughs> I was calling people to confirm for Saturday because God said, don't you take the foot off the pedal. But chosen of God, precious of God, a living stone. Behold, I lay a, a Zion, a chief cornerstone, elected. So you're the elect of God. You're the chosen of God. You're peculiar, but you're precious to God. He calls you his possession. He loves you so much that he owns you, but he don't treat you like he owns you. He loves you so much that he gave you consciousness to do whatever you want to do. Whatever decisions you want to make, Elder Seals, God has given you the liberty to do it. Stand whatever decisions, Anton and Pastor Chisholm and Pastor Co-Pastor Chisholm, whatever choices people want to make, God says, all power in my hand. I'm standing at your door knocking. Will you let me in? You, you, you want a car and I'm trying to give you a path to go overseas and minister to people across the world. I want to give you favor with people that got money that can bring it to your communities and develop and redevelop your community, but I can't get to people to pray because they take it and use it for their own benefits. They don't, they don't, want, to, they don't want to help nobody at all. So listen to this. 1 Peter, this is 1 Peter 2, teaches seven, he reveals teaching seven principles here that we must believe by faith, faith, that we as us, believers of Jesus Christ. Verse nine, and this is what it says. You are what, a chosen generation? You're a royal priesthood? In other words, you know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he even calls you King and Priest. Check it out, Revelations one, and I think it's in several other uh, chapters in Revelation that he calls you king and priest, that my blood, by the sacrifice of my blood, I, I've given you power to priest. The priest, the, the, the king used to come to the priest, to the high priest, to get directions and wisdom from God. Ooh, the priest was the man of honor that God put in place in the earth and the high priest these were the Levitical priests that got, were anointed by God. That such favor was on their life that, that people reverenced the holiness of God, that they saw God in their lives because they spent time with God. 
I dare you to spend some time with God and see if it don't change you. And the way you'll know it, because you're going to lose friends. <laughs> you, you, you're going, you, you won't be welcome in the, in the Tuka party. In the, in, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. <laughs> but she says, go on. <laughs> a holy nation. Because you're a holy nation. I placed you, created you. I placed you. All I want you to do is to hear the leading of the Holy Spirit and follow God and obey. Learn to hear the voice of God that you can't hear the voice of God if you don't spend no time with God. You know, Jesus, no, you, you got a degree in understanding the Bible, but what's your relationship of intimacy? Where's the power? Where's, where is it? Peculiar people, why, why is he calling you peculiar? Because I put you in the world, but you're not of the world because I've given you the mind that stayed on Jesus. And so I have separated you out from living in the nature of sin all the time. Doesn't mean that we're perfect because we're never going to be perfect till we get back home to glory to God. But in the meantime, I called you peculiar because I have separated. I've called you to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old man has passed away. So you died of the old man and I put a new spirit into you, but you got to keep coming back to me because your flesh, your natural mind is so powerful that if you don't come back to me, your natural mind and then stuff on this TV will take your mind and have you go crazy. You can have all the blessings in the world and ain't got no peace in your life. Millionaires killing themselves, folks with all kind of money and trinkets and everything, but the, the suicide is so high. Pray for our children because they're seeing so much that they shouldn't see. We're raising children with masks on and, and people, but you, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. We've been carrying vaccine cards for years. You, if you go to school, you gotta go get that vaccine card. So all of a sudden, that's man's righteousness that God calls filthy rag. But I called mm -hmm. you peculiar because I have, a, I have called you, I created you in my image and I've elevated you and I'm using you because you're the elect of God. I've called and positioned you. You are the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You're the stewards of the mysteries. Stewards of the mysteries of God. That's 1 Corinthians, I think, 5 and 4, 4 and 5. Mysteries of God. What's the mysteries of God? It's the word of God. It's the gospel of God. It's the word and the study of his word that enlightens you. Peculiar, peculiar in the Webster Dictionary says that, that it's relating to something that's found and only one person or thing has ownership of. So God has chosen you by very, and so he's chosen you and he's emphasizing that I have chosen you, but I'm, I'm referring to you as belonging to God, as though you're his property. Your soul belongs to God. Mm, your life has to be committed to God. Therefore, Exodus 19 and 5, now therefore, if, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then he shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the people on the earth. God's elect are peculiar people to whom he bears peculiar love. He'll forgive you. And then he goes on, he says, you're chosen to be a special people above all the others, not because of your pride, not because of just who you think you are. Any high thing, you need to cast that down. God is saying, I am the one that elevates you. I am the one that gave you favor. Bow down and worship me and let people know how far. Be that witness. 
by the blood of the lamb and the witness and testimony of the word of your testimony. Let God, let people know that God is real in your life. So the, the people are chosen acquisition. You've been purchased. You've been purchased by what? The blood of God, the blood of Jesus, by the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's why I told you, don't come around my house talking about you putting the blood on my doorstep. Uh -uh. <laughs> you, and I'm careful about who you, who don't even let everybody lay hands on you. Amen. There's a spirit in the atmosphere today of so much rebellion and hatred and bitterness. But God, he goes on, he says, whom God has obtained, he procured, he purchased of himself. In other words, he died on the cross through Jesus that we would be given the, the gift of eternal life. Is your name in the Lamb Book of Life? Are you sure? Are you ready to bow down? Because he said every knee going to bow down. <laughs> Are you ready for the report back from God on your life? Take that moat out your eye and ask God, Lord, cleanse me up, heal me, deliver me, put me on the straight and narrow path. Keep me there, Father. And so, so I'm watching my time. And so the repentance, I, I can't close without the repentance. Deuteronomy, oh, I got to go to this. I got to go back. The redeemed company, the same with the church has been purchased with his blood. So the redemption comes by the death of Jesus. He redeemed us from our sins. From the sin nature, so you don't you don't live in sin every day. You 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 make mistakes and you have sin nature with you, but you're not living in sin where every day you're trying to do something that you know in your consciousness. It's amazing to me that people can can act like God don't exist. You know right from wrong because God created you. So there's good and evil in all of us, good and bad, the right way and the wrong way. And he allows us to go through stuff so he can draw you out and use you as an example to other people that made the same mistakes that you've made, but he wants us to love them. Homosexuality is an abomination in the sight of God. I didn't say that. That's the word of God. We got people now in California, new laws where you got to have non-gender sex items because we don't want to offend people because we don't, you know, I'm not male or female. What? <laughs> what in the world? And that's, that thinking is at places and high principalities and places in power. That's where it is. And our children, we didn't grow up seeing all this, this, this filth. Amen. I never seen no man kissing no man. Mm. Women kissing women. And then have the audacity to say, well, yeah, I got to love you anyway. My job is not to condemn anybody, but I got to teach you the truth. How can we say God is sovereign God and all-powerful God? And then when it comes to your gender, you got a question about the power of God who made you. And the research shows that many, many, many people, and I'm going to stay out of that right now. I'm going to stay on text. The purchase and the possession of God is you through the blood of Jesus. Repentance is a the making of the changing of your mind. Repentance means to turn, and you can't do it on your own. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Luke 5 and 32. 
I came to redeem you with the blood. And if you confess my name, then you're going to reign with me. And if you're going to reign with me, you're going to suffer with me. But I will raise you up. And I'll keep you in the shadow of my wings. If we confess our sins, 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to just and forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness. Luke 17, 3, 6 through 6. Repent. I'm not reading all of it, of course. Disciples ask God to increase our faith. But he says, repent this. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother trespasses against, then rebuke it. And if he repent, forgive him. We've gotten to the place where we become so judgmental, we never forgive people. You're standing at the door and God is standing at the door knocking on your door trying to come in and you still talking about somebody and what they did and they gone and dead in the grave. May have gone on the hill. And they ruined your life because you're bitter and angry because you won't open your heart and let God soften your heart and love you and teach you how to love others. That comes from God. That don't come from man. So I'm just sharing with you, he says, repent and forgive them. I didn't cause you to be the judge of anybody. I told you to go and spread the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. I even told you to love yourself, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I won't even answer your prayers if you don't treat your wife right. <laughs> That's scripture. And so we've taken prayer out of the church. We take prayer out of the house. You'd be amazed at the number of people that say they don't have a prayer life. And I, I didn't grow up in a church family. I'm just an ordinary brother who was disobedient that God got a hold of me. And I said, yes, Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you, y'all, I don't want another whooping from God. <laughs> I, I don't want them all. Yes, Say what did you say? Okay. <laughs> He's your father. He's your father. When these men and women spend time before God, worship and adore you, and, and, and we don't worship and adore God, and then we look at them like they're crazy. And Pastor, don't take all that. Deacon Nevels, they don't take all that. Elder Seals, I don't know why you pray so much. Can you? Can you? Just pray a little less. Can you pray quieter? <laughs> oh, you come in this house, man. You, my God. I, let me give you a testimony for I close, because I've been purchased by the blood, and I, I'm repenting right now. I have had mercy. I got mad at my wife. Didn't tell you about prayer. God will show you your ugliness. Got mad. Got full of my self righteousness. I got to teach class. God gave me the message. I'm God, I got to study. I can't study with all that noise out there. You, you pray so hard, maybe I could be upstairs. I still hear. I go to the basement. I still hear. Can you quiet it down a little bit? You, you just as loud as not louder than me. How dare you? And so I got, I got upset and I, I'm trying to study and I'm sitting here and I'm saying, Jesus, Jesus, I got up. I went out and, and I went to the kitchen. I came back. And when I was coming back, pouting, just like a, a kid, 
And I heard the Holy Spirit say, shut your mouth and sit down and listen to your wife pray. I've never said another word to my wife about prayer. Praise the Lord. And she don't say nothing to me about prayer. Amen. It took that conviction. And let me be honest with what the Holy Ghost really told me. You complaining because your wife has entered that zone with God in her prayer right. line. And you're waiting to the last minute to do the word I gave you that you should have studied last weekend. So you wouldn't have to do it on Tuesday morning. Amen. Ain't <laughs> be no more transparent than that. Really? Being self-righteous. Well, what makes you think what you got to do for God is more important than somebody else? Mm. Amen. Ooh. So the mark, the mark, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I close with this, this, this teaching of this word that we must die of ourselves. Psalms 143, hear my prayer, O Lord. This is David. Give ear to my supplications, Father. Give ear to my, my cries, God. In thy faithfulness, answer me. In other words, in my, my belief in your word, faith being the word of God, I believe it. Why? Because your faith comes by hearing and what? By hearing, hearing the word of God. So, Lord, answer my prayer, my prayers, because I'm going to, I've been faithful. I'm trusting you to believe that your word is real. And because I believe it, I know that if I ask, it shall be given because I give myself now as a living sacrifice. I'm not looking for nobody else to do it for me. I'm coming to you on my own because I need that own personal relationship. So it's no secret what God can do in my life. We'd like to dance around the burning bushes, but we don't want to go in. We don't want no fire to get on us. We just want the blessing. So I close with Romans 12 and 1 and 3. I beseech you, brothers, that by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves in your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. That's what you were created to do. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds in Christ Jesus, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will, the good and perfect will of God that's already in you. And he'll put you on the right path. That's Romans uh, 12 and 1 and 3. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Woo! By a new living way, which he has consecrated us for us through the veil. That is to say, through his flesh. That's Hebrews 10, 19, verse 20. By a new and living way. That's what the new man becomes, a new way, a living way, which he has consecrated. You, con you got consecrated when you spent time with God, when you confessed his name. And now you're, you're off the milk and you're on the meat of the word and you're studying and the, the word is becoming alive. And so through the veil, in other words, you've been not at the presence of the veil, but God is ushering you beyond the veil so that he can feed you and direct you and the manifestation of his glory fall fresh upon you. And no man has to touch you. Mm. That is to say, through his flesh, that he died on the cross to rent the veil, that you can enter into his presence without the high priest. You don't have to get permission from your pastors. They'll tell you, follow me as I follow God. 
And so James says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. I'm going to end on that because it's 810. And so I end with that. James, and, and if my son, Shimon, and my boys listen to that, daddy, they ain't going to hear the third or fourth time. He got one more. So James 4.10 says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Brothers and sisters, don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He raised up David, he'll raise you up. God is telling his church, it's not enough just to be blessed. It's not enough to receive this gift and want to walk in the anointing. God wants us to desire him. The pleasure, the, the blesser, the giver, the protector, and the savior. Stop being excited about the toys that God gives you and be excited about new relationship of intimacy with God. And expect miracles and signs and wonders to follow because you've sacrificed believing in his word. Because he said, ask. Let this mind that's in Christ also be in you. That is my clothes. Let this mind. I ain't talking about man's mind. I'm talking about that Holy Spirit mind, that soul mind, that inner spirit, the mind of God that's in you take over, that your natural mind becomes subject and obedient to the voice of God. And so I close with that. So he's talking about death. He's talking about simply the whole purpose of the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was for us to simply die of self, to be at one atonement, to be at one atonement, to be at one with God by denying ourselves. And is it painful sometimes? Is it lonely? Sure. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's my closing uh, statement. Um, and so I, I just thank God for this opportunity to share what God is saying. Uh, if you haven't seen this flyer, uh, this is this is what we're doing. Uh, this is this is this Saturday. You can call on Facebook and just watch us. Uh, those of you that are family and friends. Um, you can call us, write to Elder Jennifer Sills and I, call Pastor Chisholm, call Deacon Noahs. They're part of this. This got birthed out of men that I prayed with over the last two or three years. And men who stood by my side all these years. This, this is and my wife. Um, if y'all have never heard Jennifer, you need to hear Jennifer Sills pray. The woman, the woman of God is an anointed vessel to pray. She is an intercessor. Amen. She's a prayer warrior. You, you ain't just knowing. You're a prayer warrior. Hallelujah. And, and, and that pushed me, pushed me. My sickness that I got delivered from brought me to my knees enough to say, yes, Lord, to your will. Hope that helps somebody. Stop and stand still. Be still. Open your eyes and see the salvation, the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And how he manifests not only anointing you because he's the Messiah, the anointed one, but because his manifested glory brings him glory. And he can change your life and people get excited about going back into the word of God because they feel and see the change and the move in the hand of God. So we're going to be praying the first hour. Uh, it's, uh, Jennifer and I are going to pray at 530. Uh, if you're interested, you can call us, write us. We welcome you to be a part of it. 
uh, I want you to also see uh, here's Deacon Nevels that, that uh, he's going to be meeting uh, with us at 11 o'clock. Where is that at? Deacon Nevels uh, with the Men's Tabernacle. Uh, Pastor John Chisholm and Pastor Gay Chisholm uh, through uh, Charmaine Day, uh, prayer coordinator for Gifts of God Ministry. Uh, Elder Jennifer Seals, uh, HS Ministry, but she's going to be praying on behalf of Standing the Gap for Monument of Faith. All these people that you see are different denominations. I have none of their contact information other than their names that you see on this sheet on this side. I don't know who their intercessors are because God didn't tell me to ask them that. You know what the Lord said to ask the people when I called them to pray? Ask them, can they stand with me for an hour in prayer to, to draw people back to God? And so I, I close with that uh, to say I love you. Thank God for you. I sent out uh, a prayer focus on the bottom of this sheet. There are targeted prayers. So all the intercessors have to do is look here. And the letter that I sent to all the prayer leader, prayer ministry leaders, this letter that I sent out yesterday and today uh, is that we are praying and believing God by faith to root out, deliver, heal, provide, need, and provide, and protect, and to cover, to eradicate, to break chains, and protect the people. We ask God to set people free from bondage of the sin nature of anger, and it goes on. There's only three prayers. We pray for an Azusa experience of the holy cloud of God to fall fresh on America, fresh on our homes. We're praying that in this senseless violence, in this killing spirit that's ravaging our communities, this hatred, of not standing up for truth. So I close with that. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my guests that are live with us. And thank you for the manifestation of your word. I thank you that somebody else will join us, that people will be blessed by this awesome prayer of that your presence, your Shekinah glory would show up mightily, oh God. I thank you. I'm not asking, I'm thanking you in advance for the healing that's taking place in people, the, the, the breakthroughs that people have been waiting for, the comfort and the renewing of marriages and families, whatever it is, oh God, to heal broken hearts, God, from the, all the death that's been in the land, the loss of property, the loss of jobs and investment, comfort, oh God, and give people in high places, oh God, confound the mind of the wickedness and the selfishness and the greed and turn it around for your glory. Lift up Chicago and all urban areas to rebuild it, God. Give us generations of peace. If you believe by the power of God, you can ask these things. I didn't ask them for anything for myself. I'm praying that God would heal our land, to touch you, and lead us to the throne of grace and mercy, God. Show yourself strong and mighty. God bless you. Peace of God be with you. Hallelujah. Pastor Chisholm, uh, Deacon, yeah. Elder Seals, Co-Pastor Gay. I just want to uh, you know, thank the Lord for us coming together on this Saturday. Uh, we have called for a fast starting last Saturday fasting and praying to hear from the Lord regarding healing the land. And we'll culminate this Saturday at three o'clock at my church. Men are coming together also the Day of Atonement and also the 26th anniversary of the Million Man March. 
And we're going to commemorate yeah. that wonderful coming together. And uh, we bless the Lord that while you guys are in prayer, we'll also be coming to a close of our prayer and fasting. So it's a wonderful combination. I want to be on record that this is the Lord's doing on the 16th of the Day of Atonement. will be a coming together of our ministries. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you for that support, too. Greatly appreciate. Greatly appreciate. Amen. Thank you. Deacon, you got anything to say or share, Elder Seals? God bless you. I love you, sweets. Co-pastor. God word bless you. Thank you for the word tonight. Amen. Amen. Love you, God. Love you, the love of Jesus. God bless everybody. God bless. Peace. Love you, please. God bless. Bye -bye. God bless. God bless you.